last part was just coming out uh, to the world. <laughs> that was cool. Um, I don't believe that everybody has to come out. Yeah. And I always tell people this just because they see me do it and they're like, man, how do I come out? And I'm like, man, I don't know if you need to come out. Like, but for me, I needed to come out because I also was a public figure that was denying and not affirming the queer community. And so because I had stood up on stages, I was traveling and speaking against this. I knew that I had to come out and affirm, not just myself, because that was mostly what it was for. I had to affirm the person that I denied publicly. I needed to affirm me publicly, but then also um, be accountable for my words. You know what I'm saying? And, and take some of that stuff back, the harm that I had caused with my words because I wasn't affirming. Um, the, the things that I said to people who were queer um, and they were trying to seek and reconcile their faith and sexuality, like I had to kind of go back and clean some of that stuff up. So that was my other reason for coming out. It was necessary for me. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Queerly Black Show. I'm your host, Ashley, and I'm so happy you came by. The Queerly Black Show aims to normalize the everyday existence of Black, LGBTQIA plus individuals through an interview-style series with regular folks like you and me. So every week, a new guest shares their story and unique perspective on their existence as an LGBTQIA plus individual. Thank you for tuning in, and make sure you subscribe, download, set your reminders to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of the Queerly Black Show. I'm your host, Ashley. I'm joined today by a very special guest. I'm pretty sure y'all already know who it is, but I'm going to introduce her anyway, and I'm going to let her introduce herself. We got Erica Mason in the building, y'all. What's up, What's up, Tell the people about yourself. Tell the people about yourself. Man, what you want to know? I love people. (laughs) I love myself. I love music. I love creating art that heals the soul. Uh, Man, it's just been a beautiful journey. I'm gay as hell. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Dope, man. Well, look, so, you know, obviously, you know, people know you for your music, you know, helping people uh, come out, helping people to deal with their families, you know, deal with other other toxic or non-toxic situations, yeah. people, places, things. But let's right. talk about you today. We're going to talk yeah. about you today. What's so up? when was the first time you knew you liked them ladies? <laughs> oh, okay. So... Man, that's a great question because I don't think I was actually aware of what was happening. So my first like realization probably was when I was 18 and it it was this lady in church that I was like, yeah, I'm definitely feeling her. Lady in church, how old was she? I mean, she was in her later 20s. (laughs) (laughs) Like them older ladies right now. (laughs) Definitely was a bit older than I was. Um, And I knew it from you when you said lady like, it was some lady at the church, like you was 18. Not all, like, oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> but at that time I was just I had just turned 18. So in my mind, she was like an older, you know, yeah. later 20. She was older for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was just like, yeah, I'm trying to shoot my shot. Um, yeah. so that was like my first realization. But I think when I look back on it, I definitely had some tendencies and some feelings back in high school for sure. But mm-hmm. I don't think I ever like paid attention to it and was like, oh. This actually means like you're attracted to this person versus like, man, I just really think they're really cool. That's mm-hmm. kind of how I approached it in high school. Yeah. yeah. That feeling was different though. Did you <laughs> did you play sports? Huh? Did you did you play sports? Absolutely. I mean, I feel like I'm stereotypical, point guard, basketball. <laughs> 
I feel like I'm just so stereotypical as a lesbian. Like any, if you name mass presenting like these categories, I probably fall into all of them. So yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, <laughs> so, 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 uh, so, so it was a joiner of the basketball team. You was like, or, or was it a cheerleader? <laughs> Honestly, so they came to me, but I just didn't think I was ready because I was soft. Like I was still very much, I had my little rap, but I definitely was like, tomboyish I would say that would be a great thing so I, I feel like studs were approaching me and films but I didn't recognize it as that at that time because right. I was definitely like cloaked in like a lot of religion so I just never like was open to it but when I look back on it I was like oh yeah they definitely was trying to shoot their shots but I think I was more into the feminine women at those at that time yeah. yeah but because of the way you looked the studs was like yeah yeah up? yeah i mean i still have studs hit on me today like all the time they don't care it's just <laughs> they don't care it we don't care what you are you still no. you film tomboy honestly it don't matter they like what they like they want what they want they gonna shoot their shot so yeah so so you're 18 um you like to lay at the church uh, did you did you ever you did you ever act on that or did you just was like absolutely i was a point guard i was a shooter so i shot a lot so okay how, how did that go shot. with the lady at the church did you I hit mean, her with a scripture or you was like how, how you hit her <laughs> <laughs> so what happened see what had happened was is when I realized I started getting like a lot of feelings and emotions I was honest I was like I think I liked you like how I'm supposed to like a boy Today's episode of the Queerly Black Show is sponsored by Queerly Black Apparel. That's right, my clothing line, which features inclusive apparel for everyone in the queer community. Head over to www.queerlyblackapparel.com and pick up something for yourself or a friend. Oh, and the best part, use coupon code POD15 for an extra 15% off your purchase. Now back to the show. But I like you instead. And she was like, man, that's crazy because I feel the same way. And so we ended up like, you know, doing some things, kissing all those other adult activities. And our pastor found out. And when the pastor what? found out, yeah, they kind of- I was kissing at the church? Outside the church. Oh. Yeah. Not in the church, not in the church. But <laughs> Y'all was in the parking lot like, all right, girl, I'll see you next Sunday. No, it was actually after the purity ceremony. What? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I can't make what? this up. I can't make this stuff up, man. In the yeah. parking lot after the purity ceremony. Yeah. Girl, I'll see you on Sunday, girl. Yeah. What? Yeah. The pastor yeah. looking out the window. He Bruh. hit the blind on y'all like. Needless oh, to say, oh, my yeah, pastor was praying for me. My pastor I'm sure he was. He was praying for me. He's <laughs> like, Lord, we about to lose one, Lord. We about to lose one. Listen, I'm trying to tell you, that thing was hilarious. But yeah, it was definitely right after we got our little purity rings and I kissed them. Wow. Did you uh did your pastor approach you about it? No, they didn't find out until like a couple weeks later. Um, mm -hmm. because ultimately, like I had to ask like my youth leader at the time, I was like, is it okay if I'm kissing girls? Because I really wasn't sure at that time. Like, I mean, I knew, but like I didn't have an understanding, right? Yeah. So like I just knew, okay, you're gay. I guess that's not good according to God when I based upon how I was raised. So when I asked my pastor, I was like, yo. I want to, like, I, I kissed somebody and she's a girl. Is that okay? And they were like, no. Your pastor? Yeah, I told my pastor. Mm -hmm. I was just like. Just like that. Yeah. I was like, I'm a very honest person. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes too honest. <laughs> but I was like, uh, yeah, so I, I kissed her, like, 
what's what's up with that like is this actually wrong or is this okay or what and then that's when they was like no this is not okay like god is against this and we have to go through all this like deliverance and all that kind of stuff so, yeah did they put you on like a 12-step program uh deliverance kind of yeah actually. yeah yeah pretty much. <laughs> so from Crazy, that so did you yeah. Of yeah yeah did yeah, you yeah. um what denomination were you in actually non-denominational okay so like evangelical yeah with a mixture of black and word of faith with a, probably a little bit of holiness somewhere i don't it was a lot a, lot a little of, bit of bats and a little bit of a little bit of mix uh, that joint up everything, <laughs> everything. whatever yeah. they wanted whatever is happening this sunday that's what we on um what so so you was with the the lady how how so after they found out what happened to to y'all unfortunately they did like this intervention um where they made us separate um we weren't allowed to talk to each other we weren't allowed to like be around each other um I had to go full time into like critical I guess high risk mode what you would consider while I was with the youth pastor all the time hyper gay hyper gay I had to be under like a lot of the pastors and leaders and stuff. And yeah, they were, they took me through like the deliverance and mentoring. They got me all these mentors to try to like help me be straight. And then they also tried to get me a boyfriend, which that was a <laughs> fail too. Um, but yeah. they just brought somebody to you like, hey, hey, good, this nice gentleman right here suggested yeah, yeah they tried to suggest some things you know what i'm saying i can't say that like they were deliberately like here get a boyfriend mm-hmm. but they definitely were like yeah you should have you ever put them in your past <laughs> very strategic <laughs> <laughs> was he at least handsome to some people yeah to some people <laughs> yeah definitely to some people um like i've had boyfriends before and mm. to some people i felt like they was cute some people tell me i date ugly people but I just felt like, you know, I like what I like, but they was, they was the I apple of your eye. Yeah, the apple of my, that's what matters. <laughs> but yeah, so um, yeah, he was cool. He was all right. He was cool. He was my homie though, like my homie homie. So yeah. we got along very well. Behind the scenes, you was like, you know, you know what's up, right? Like, but like, yeah, we both knew right. what's up. We yeah. both knew, but we were definitely on this track of like trying to be straight, like mm-hmm. well, I was. So like yeah. he was cool because I was like kind of like his homegirl but he also thought was fine and was attracted to so mm-hmm. I was just really chill and yeah. yeah but it just didn't work I was just like there's no way I can have sex with you though like, not come on man yeah it's just not it's not happening it's not giving yeah but um, it's kind. <laughs> when when you were going through when you were going through that right were you like from a mental perspective because there's like two schools of thought like there's some people who like you say like you were trying to be straight right and then there's some people who are like going through the exercise they're like just this is never gonna be like yeah it for me but like were you committed to like okay I really want to like try to be straight like I really want to like live into this or were you like okay let's just like move through this exercise and like just get this over with which 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 perspective I was the first I definitely wanted to um because it was taught to me that like God was not pleased and more than life I love God like more than anything I was just kind of like well I want to be whatever God is pleased with you know and the thing that they would say is like oh well we're all sinners right like and for me I was just like I don't want to be a sinner like why do I have to be a sinner like I just want to be loved by God and just whatever that needs to look like that's what I want to be 
And so for me, I was definitely tackling the sexuality part about my identity because I felt like that was just the one thing that like, I was, I felt like I was doing everything else right. But just because I like women, I guess for whatever reason, God just won't accept me. And I had a very like hard time processing that. So mentally it was draining because I did for a second think like, okay, God can really change me. Like, all right, bet God, you're going to take these desires away because the church taught me like, these are not my desires, but they're desires of either a demon or some type of satanic influence or some yeah. type of generational curse or whatever. Um, and so I was like, all right, cool. So then if God don't like this, then God will just take it away. All right, bet. So I'm going to just believe for that. So yeah. 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 Didn't happen yeah. though. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, for sure. Um, so then what what was the moment where you kind of were like, okay, this is who I am. This is what it is. And I just have to like the process of reconciling it. Like I love God, but I'm also gay. So yeah. how do I move forward? So my story gets a little deep um, and it kind of into enters into why I'm doing the work that I'm doing now. Um, I actually try to attempt suicide because I just could not reconcile it. I was that person that was just like, I internalized the homophobic, like, I guess I had internalized homophobia so much to the point where I tried to end my own life because I felt like, okay, God, this don't make sense. You're going to make me this way. I didn't ask for these feelings. Then they say like, okay, well, you can be born again and all this kind of stuff. I get born again. I still got these feelings. I feel like at this point, you playing mind games with me because I'm praying, I'm fasting. I went through the deliverance stuff. And these aren't just like feelings. My body is responding in ways that I am not asking for it to respond. And I'm also not acting on this. So I've been, I was living like a very single life for about seven years. No action, no nothing. Just trying to like kill, 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 kill the flesh. And I just got so frustrated because I felt like, well, maybe God, this is just not what, you know, I can't live this life. So let me just do the work for you since, since I'm an abomination anyway. I had a lot of anger. And so yeah. I responded out of that anger. Um, and I tried to harm myself, ended up being in the hospital. When I was in the hospital, um, I just remember God saying to me, like, you are about, you've been trying to live your life in front, like for people who won't even be here to see you die. Because during that time, it was COVID. And so nobody was able to come into the room, like the doctor, it was just me and one or two doctors and like they're pumping me with fluids and all this kind of stuff. And so like, I had a real moment where it was like, man, E, like the only reason why you haven't really been able to live in your truth and stand in your truth is because of what everybody else has been saying about you. But like, you have your own relationship with God and what have you experienced with God? And from then I started just reading off like kindness, patience, gentleness, and none of that was ever a factor as it pertained to my sexuality. And then I just remember God like really like stirring up my heart to just say, yo, like, why don't you just trust me? Trust my love for you. You know what I'm saying? And live your life. And from there, that's that moment in the hospital was like the defining moment that was like, all right, bet. I, I've had to, I've been trying to live this one way and that like hospital moment was the death of me denying myself and coming out of that hospital. I chose to live a new life because I got a second chance essentially. And so I was like, well, since I can't take that power into my own hands and in my life, I have the power to change my life. 
and live in a different way. And so that's what I chose to do. I love that. I, I, I love that. I'm glad that you're here with us and doing this work. What yeah. coming out of that, what were the conversations that you had with your family, your pastor? Yeah. Um, do you still go to the church, that church? Like what, yeah. what did things look like after that? Yeah, so I I had actually left the church a while ago, um, just because outside of sexuality, it was a, a few other things that I just was not agreeing with, um, as far as like how they handled people in general. Um, but coming out, the first step was coming out to myself, um, and just accepting like <laughs> the first thing was like I think I'm bisexual, but I just went with it. I was like, all right, yeah. you can go with that. <laughs> And then from there, like, as I started to, like, get to know myself a little more, I started to explore myself. I started to um, explore with other people. Then I realized, like, okay, I'm definitely, I definitely love women. Like, I'm, I'm definitely in that space. Um, so coming out for myself was one. And then the next step was coming out to my family. And that was actually not as bad as I thought it was. I think I dramatized it. Is that a word? Dramatized? Dramatized? whatever that word is, I did that so much to the point where I was so scared, but they already kind of knew. So the response was kind of like, yeah, we knew, yeah. but we're glad you figured it out. Right. You know, um, and the other side of it was they were still conservative. So my, my parents, even though they knew, they still were kind of like, we don't believe that this is God's best for you, but we still will try to like, you know, support you. And so it's been a journey, like with my parents, my father was just very much like, girl, I knew I love you anyway. My mom was more so on the, the more religious end from a standpoint of, you know, I just don't believe this is God's best, but it's been a, a, a give and take type of thing where she tries to meet me in the middle, where she doesn't always understand, but she tries to be open. And I also try to be understanding of her apprehensions and also understanding that she was like this her whole life. She believed something her whole life. So I can't have an expectation for her to just automatically change everything that she's ever believed and ever felt because I now have accepted this part about me. And so there's a level of just grace that kind of comes in, um, give and take on both ends. But overall, it was just, it was, it was a really beautiful situation, which I know that doesn't happen for everybody. You know what I'm saying? And so I was definitely grateful for that. And the last part was just coming out uh, to the world. <laughs> and that was cool. Um, I don't believe that everybody has to come out yeah. And I always tell people this just because they see me do it and they're like, man, how do I come out? And I'm like, man, I don't know if you need to come out. Like, but for me, I needed to come out because I also was a public figure that was denying and not affirming the queer community. And so because I had stood up on stages, I was traveling and speaking against this. I knew that I had to come out and affirm not just myself, because that was mostly what it was for. I had to affirm the person that I denied publicly. I needed to affirm me publicly, but then also um, be accountable for my words, you know what I'm saying, and, and take some of that stuff back, the harm that I had caused with my words because I wasn't affirming um, the, the things that I said to people who were queer um, and they were trying to seek and reconcile their faith and sexuality. Like I had to kind of go back and clean some of that stuff up. So yeah. that was my other reason for coming out. It was necessary for me. Yeah. Yeah. No, I understand that because sometimes you just, it's like the shift, like in expectation, number one for people, like don't expect that, you know, and then you got to give people that choice. Like, yeah. Hey, I know I've been saying this, but 
we about to change. So I want to yeah. give you the opportunity to like unfollow me. stay or unfollow me and move because <laughs> what we what we not gonna move in hate and we not gonna move in, in craziness. So if yeah. you choosing to stay on that path, mm-hmm. then you gotta roll out. Yeah, I feel Absolute. that. Yeah. Yeah, gotta go. I, I love that. I, I think it's super powerful. And like one thing you had said um in one of your songs, you said uh um suppressing yourself, what'd you say? Doesn't mean you're free. Yeah. And um I think there's a few people, some bigger than others, um, who live that way, um, mm-hmm. acknowledge their their queerness and mm-hmm. live straight. Yeah. Um how because you you because you were moving in a, a different space before you acknowledge that for yourself mm-hmm. um what, 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 what is your advice <laughs> what what what's your advice to 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 those people to which group the ones to the people suppressing denying. themselves i mean if it's working not... for you if that if you're really happy do what you do but yeah. don't don't try to create this this one mode as if that needs to be what everybody should do because it, it's not and that's not true yeah. I think a lot of times we preach that oh because one person is doing it this way that everybody has to do it yeah. this way because of this one toxic belief system through this theology that's not even accurate but from that standpoint I would just say if you are genuinely like I'm queer and I'm choosing to live a heterosexual lifestyle and that is really like working for you then work that work mm-hmm. it I, ha- I don't really have anything to say besides okay cool yeah but I think where I I become more vocal is when people try to uh put those beliefs off on other people and try to make other people feel bad because they're choosing to just embrace this part of their sexuality when while they're choosing to deny it yeah. And then also trying to make other people feel miserable when they feel miserable. I'm yeah. just not cool and stuff like that. So yeah, 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 I agree. I think my, my, um, it is, uh, the only part, the only thing I have issue is when people, um, one are harming other people, whether it's with your words or, you know, whatever, um, or, yeah. uh, living a double life. Um, those, those are like, other than that, I'm with you. Like, I feel like do your thing. I, I'm not a person who feels like people have to come out. I'm not a person who feels like if you are not comfortable with yourself, if you're not comfortable with whatever it is you're going through, or you feel like this is really how you should live, you should do that, you know? Um, but you know, it, it's when you, you know, you kind of start, you know, people start talking out the other side of their face or doing stuff that don't line up with what you, what you, what you, what you preaching, then that's when I'd be like, all right, like, yeah, like, cause I know how hard <laughs> it is. Like, it's hard to, to come out. It's hard to come out to yourself, you know, and it don't matter what you look like or how obvious it is to people. You know, it's, it's hard to, to me- mentally wrap your mind around that because of what I think a lot of people are challenged with, which is full acceptance of yourself. And it doesn't yeah. even have to be about queerness. It could be about whatever, you know, yeah. it could be anything, you know, I got a big nose, I got a big head, I got a, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm, I'm short, I'm tall, I'm, you know, accepting yourself and all that comes with accepting yourself. You yeah. know, people are going to see you for who you are. You know, it's not a right. mask. It's not a facade. Today's episode of the Queerly Black Show is sponsored by Queerly Black Apparel. That's right, my clothing line, which features inclusive apparel for everyone in the queer community. 
head over to www.queerlyblackapparel.com and pick up something for yourself or a friend. Oh, and the best part, use coupon code POD15 for an extra 15% off your purchase. Now back to the show. They don't, you know, there ain't no barrier between your truth and other people. So if they judge you or if they respond to you, you know, people are afraid of that. Like they're afraid of the response to who they really are is my, like to me is what it is. You know, it's the judgment, but that's being, but that's a part of us being black, right? That's a part of us, you know, our parents saying, what you doing? You're going to embarrass this family. Don't embarrass your Don't get out here acting crazy. You know, all of those little things like that you know, are so, um, trivialized and said so freely, but it's like you grow up and all those building blocks are in your mind and you got to go back and pull all that shit apart and be like, damn, like now I got to unwind all of this. Okay. Here I am y'all. I'm great. Let's start with that. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so it's crazy, man. It's, It's a wild, wild journey. So I commend you for, you know, unpacking it all and just really, you know, being transparent and using your music as a vehicle to help people. Um, man. Like, I be telling dope. people, like, the Black church. <laughs> See, so people think I hate the church now. I actually don't. don't. I really don't. Like, I really don't. My problem is, is the harm that the church causes and doesn't take accountability for. It. Mm-hmm. I have no problem with people going to church. I have no problem with people worshiping and fellowshipping with God. Like, if that works for you, do what you do, but don't harm people in the process, you know? And if you do, be accountable to that. You know what I'm saying? Like, just be accountable, take ownership of that because I don't know how many times, like, I was told to just don't talk about it. Like, be quiet, like, just rap, like, just do music, just focus on that. Well, and that's why I said in this song, we'll keep giving you this mic as long as you don't talk about, like, your sexuality, like, don't bring it up, like, clearly everybody knows but like just don't mention it because then you're going to mess up what we trying to do you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying like this is a touchy topic that we don't really want to have that conversation and I'm just that type of person where like I'm really honest I'm not gonna like yeah hide stuff and so a lot of what I had seen especially being in the music industry being in the Christian space man if the the queers the queerness in the queer space like that is nothing comparable to some of the things that I had experienced and I saw and so like my underlying message it really is more than sexuality like of course we all know sexuality is a part of who we are the underlying message that I I really speak to is learning to love and accept yourself regardless to what everybody else thinks you are your biggest advocate you are your biggest like support system. And it's not to say that you don't need community. It's not to say that you don't need people, but a lot of times we look for external validation when really what we need is right inside of us. Like Mm -hmm. God is in you, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. For the people who believe in God, like you and God are connected. You don't need external validation or people to continue to tell you how to go, how to live, where to, what to do, what not to do. Like God is in your heart. And if you lean into that, you really tap into who you are like there's a level of freedom that you can experience in love like that is just overwhelming so that's really my message of love and freedom bro but like people just I don't know the church I love the church but sometimes they they are so stuck I think and and then when you think about the black church I feel like we're also just a little bit further behind Mm -hmm. um and there's some necessary conversations that need to be had and i think those conversations are starting to really like catch wildfire right now yeah yeah 
no, definitely. And I, it, it is a tough, it's, a, it's always been a tough one because of how the church has been such a strong place. Um, well, I'll say, uh, you know, Christianity has been a, a strong place for us in terms of hi historically, right? Like, yeah. you know, singing hymns to get through slavery and, yeah. you know, the, what it, what it means for us. Yeah. So it's like, it's so hard to kind of step away, but it means so much to the part of us that's black. <laughs> but then like <laughs> this other side is like, yeah, like, let's just not deal with that over there, you know? So it it is hard. And I think it's, it's, it's also unfair that people feel like, because you speak out against a part of the church that you hate the church. It's like people talk about, it'd be the pastor talking out against the church, but you know, he ain't like the fool from last Sunday. Don't mean he don't like the church. You know, he don't, you know, it's, it's, it, they, but if you, if you're gay and you talk about the church and it's like, Oh, you hate church. You hate God. Like, nah, it's just, Hey, I'll just give him my uh, self-assessment, you know, Hey, you know, the music was great. You know, the message was amazing. I just didn't like, you know, where I was sat this Sunday. Like, that's, that's like, all. Like, you know, I just my little survey, just putting it in an anonymous. I'm just putting it in an anonymous box with my name on it. That's all, you know. But people have problems with the church, but it's just like it's unfair that you can't have an opinion that's not just a hundred percent positive, and people feel like, oh, like you hate the church. Yeah, so. it's just very much like. <laughs> you know, and I used to be in this space and I'm still kind of assessing this in learning, right? Because I feel like in a lot of ways, I'm a baby gay from a standpoint of, I don't fully under, like, understand the full context of the queer community yet. I'm learning a lot. And one of the things that I used to kind of be against is kind of talking about how the Black experience and the queer experience were very synonymous. Like, I used to be against that. I mean, like, no, they're not. But as I've been in this space now, I'm like, wow, there's so many similarities in yeah. just the language, the type of oppression. And it's just sad to see a lot of this language being regurgitated from people who look like us, yeah. you know what I'm like our family members. Yeah. And so that's just one of those things where it's like, when I think about what church has meant for us, and you talk about like slavery and how we use hymns, how you know, we took the parts of the Bible where we knew, you know what I'm saying, that the the slave owners, what they were preaching wasn't right. So we took it and we used the parts that would get us through those times to create messages and language to help us to communicate, to get to freedom and to hold on to that. And I think now what I see kind of happening is there is a reconciliation within our Blackness that's happening. I don't want to speak too much on this because I'm still kind of learning about it. But like us coming, as we're coming into ourselves and we're coming back to ourselves, I think there's a lot of correction that's happening spiritually um, in regards to a lot of the theology that we've been taught um, and just kind of biblical things that are happening. And so it's just really interesting to kind of see because I'm like, wow, yo, this is, this. there's some liberation that's kind of happening mm -hmm. here. And I'm, I'm, I'm excited to kind of be a part of that. So yeah, yeah it's been, a, it's been interesting. Absolutely no, it, it it's it's a wild it's a wild journey, man. It, it, it's definitely <laughs> wild. Um, so then, so now you're out. You're you're yeah. you, you in these streets. Are you single? No, I'm not single officially. Not single. Okay. I was, but I also wasn't in the streets. I realized that I'm not meant for the streets. I am meant for the streets <laughs> of one person. I did not survive in the streets. They ate me alive, and I would not go back out. So somebody <laughs> found me in the house. Mm -hmm. Um, not bad. <laughs> uh, so in a relationship, how how did you guys meet? Um, so I actually met them, uh, training. Yeah. We were in the gym mm -hmm. and I was like, Hey, 
we're cool. Like we were actually friends before, but then I started like really getting to know them and hearing their story and they're just the type of person that they were. I was just like, wow, like I appreciate how you love people, like how you handle people. And that was like the most attractive thing, honestly. So I was like, wow. Not only that, but you bad too. So okay, cool. Yeah. She wouldn't give me no play for a while. And she was like really just like, no, I'm just gonna do my own thing and then, you know, eventually. One thing leads to another thing. Yeah. <laughs> no, I love that. Um so your so this was twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. How has your fashion changed since you've been out? Fashion, that's a great question. <laughs> I love this question because that was one of the things that I was trying to figure out. My God. Um, it's definitely has allowed me to like be able to explore my more masculine side because I used to rap in heels, like six inch stiletto heels. And I don't know how I used to do that back then. <laughs> I, I really don't. <laughs> um, <laughs> but now, I mean, I definitely have stepped into the more masculine side. Like I like to shop in the men's section before. I never, you wouldn't catch me in the men's section just because I was just so uncomfortable of fearing like, I don't want to look too much like a man and all this kind yeah. of stuff. Um, but now it's just like, now I kind of just wear what I want to wear when I feel like wearing it. So sometimes I'll be like wearing some tights and a crop top other times I'll be in super baggy like straight full-blown men's clothes but it's definitely has come to a place where as I've gotten free of myself like I got free of my clothes too so I definitely have switched up the swag I love 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 well I don't really shop but I have like people who style me and stuff like that so that's the benefit I get to kind of tell them like this is kind of what I'm thinking can you help me find the clothes and so they find it yeah <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah oh that's dope that's dope yeah stylist is always dope and you have your own clothing line yes talk about the clothing line yeah. yeah so sea life apparel i actually started that in a pandemic um because i was broke and a lot of people was really sad and so i was like all right well let me figure out how can i kind of spread hope during this time so seat life apparel was born um and i posted a shirt that just had fear suicide anxiety and depression because that was kind of like my way of like saying I I'm done like living from this space like I want to live above these lower vibrations and stuff and so I put it on the shirt everybody was like bro this is fire let me get one so (laughs) that's kind of how it started I was in my basement trying to figure out how to make the shirts Mm -hmm. uh struggling like a mug and then (laughs) um that mug just kind of took off like I was able to scale the company. I think I made like six figures in like three and a half, four months or something mm-hmm. like that. It was crazy. And so like, that was my first like encounter of like, whoa, this is something that really means something to people. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And from there, we've just been kind of spreading the message of, it's actually on my t-shirt, never alone. And that's the motto is like, you may be going through some things. And a lot of times we think no one understands, but the truth is, is that all of us, are connected and so even if we don't like know your situation or have had the same experience a lot of us can have compassion and love for each other because we know what those emotions of loneliness feel like we know what those emotions of depression feel like it just might look different or might come from different experiences and so like we try to create messages on on clothing that like when you're just chilling you're doing your thing you look up and you see somebody rocking this that's like your your motivation or your moment of like man a reminder to hold on and keep going. Yeah, yeah, no, I love that. Super, super, super positive, super, super uplifting, and um, <laughs> dope at that. 
super dope. Appreciate. Um, so what's the what's the website? What's the website for your apparel? Yeah, it's Seek S E E K Life L I F E Apparel A P P A R E L dot com. Bet, yeah, yeah, we'll put it all in the in the in the bio yeah. and everything. Um, yeah. so talk about what you got coming up next. What you, what you Man, all right. So we got a lot of stuff happening. You know what I'm saying, you know what I'm saying, you know what I'm saying. Not really. I um am dropping an album. Um, it's probably I think this is gonna actually be my first like full blown album. So this is gonna be cool. Um, and it's really it's talking about a lot of the things, my past experiences that I went through, uh, just in the form of music. And so it's called for the soul. And then that we also launched an app. And this app is Seek Life, the clothing brand, but it's an app where you can get meditation, guided meditation, sleep therapy, uh, healing music, as well as like um, like courses to help you either reconcile your faith and sexuality, um, whatever it is that you need in the mental health space where we've developed the app to give you the resources that you need to be able to like go on your mental health journey. So those are the, the two things that we've been kind of focusing on and uh, doing more live experiences. And so um, getting on the road, doing shows, we did a healing experience and um, we sold out the venue. It was really, really great that everybody showed up. And so now it's a matter of like doing that again, yeah. <laughs> how to make it make it go to another city and another city and stuff like that. It's not, sound like it might be time for a tour. Yes, that's what that's what they want. Um, <laughs> that's what they want. So I'm, I'm kind of dragging my feet because I'll be doing a lot of stuff. But that's definitely gonna be in the works for sure. Yeah, no, I love that. Oh man, well, you know what? Um, before we did, um, give one piece of advice to somebody who may be going through their own journey similar to what you went through. Man, there's so many things that went through my mind. I would say the biggest one is to give yourself grace. You don't have to have it all figured out. And understand that your story is your story. You don't have to come out before you're ready. You may not ever have to come out. And that's cool too. People are not going to always accept you or like you, but they don't, they they can't give you acceptance. That acceptance comes from the one who created you. And you wouldn't be created if you weren't already accepted. So go with that and know that people can't reject you, man. Learn to love yourself, validate yourself. You're gonna be all right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, thank you so much, Erica. I really appreciate you coming through, spending some time with me. Um, tell the people where they can find you. Yo, every platform at Erica Mason Music. It's E-R-I-C-A-M-A-S-O-N. Music spelled just like you spell it if you was hooked on phonics. M-U-S-I-C, music. <laughs> no Zs, no Ks. <laughs> right, <laughs> none of that craziness. Awesome, man. Well, thank you so much. Y'all already know, man. This is another episode of the Queerly Black Show. I'm your host, Ashley. I'll catch y'all on the next one. Peace. Hey. Yeah.